Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach podcast. And I am here with yet another high demand coach, and that is Pete Taylor. Now, his journey exemplifies the transformative power of adversity. He built his own company with a team of 18 and 70% growth year over year. He left his company then to begin the climb of his second mountain, which was building a community of men and helping them and himself to achieve self-actualization. Simultaneously excelling in the corporate world, Pete scaled a startup into a renowned London design firm and now holding multiple pivotal roles in companies, Pete's provides valuable consultation, optimizing businesses, sharing insights on resilience and mindset. Now, Pete's also a father. He's mentored and built multiple seven-figure-plus businesses, and he coaches men on resilience, discipline, and character forging. And Pete, I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, I, I can't wait to dive into how you're helping men right now and some of the breakthroughs that they're having. But before we get there, I'd love to just hear a little bit of this story. What were you doing before launching Heroic Man, and how did that ultimately lead you to make the leap? Yeah. Scott, good to be here. Good question to start with. Steve Jobs said this absolutely spot on, and I'm sure you guys have heard this before, but it's only when you look back, you are able to connect the dots. And I was having this conversation like literally days ago with my business partner at Heroic Man. I was like, you know, I can pinpoint back to just two years ago when I made that jump and I quit my own company. And I can pinpoint to when I took the walk around where I live. So I'm very fortunate. I live in the, in the British countryside. And I have thousands and thousands of acres of woodland on our doorstep. And I have a dog. And so we go for a walk every day. And I was taking this walk and I was thinking about everything that I've got. And I had the, you know, I, we're pretty much a team of 20 people. We're, we owned a building in London. We won multiple awards for the work that we do. We, we've built this great company. I've got this amazing culture. I've got this, I've got the car and I've got the house in the country and I've got the model wife and I've got the watches and I've got all, I've just got everything that I always wanted when I was in my early twenties. Yet when I was taking that route, which I've done the route in the woodland a hundred times. So I know very well, yet internally I felt really lost. I felt very lost and I felt extremely lonely. And it was just a week later that on a Saturday morning, I got a text message from one of my team members, just like I used to do all the time. It was just a standard message, but it was just a little bit of a moan. And I was very used to dealing with that. 
but it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. It was my screw it moment. It was the, why am I dealing with this still? And, 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 and that's it. Enough is enough. It was a tiny text message just over a bit of software. Three months later, I've left. I've literally quit my own company, the business that I built from living room up to where we were and transitioned into building the heroic man. And then, and actually like now I look back at what the heroic man has become. It was the work that I was searching for for such a long time. It was what I needed for such a long time. It's what I still need, um, which is the part of the beauty of it is that the guys, we've got thousands of guys in our communities now and like we are very much in the trenches. We're very much in the trenches doing the work as well. Um, and it's an amazing place to be. But if I hadn't have gone through, because uh, scaling a business from from where we were and up to where we got to was incredibly painful. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. And actually, and and me not knowing truly at, like how to be a very very effective leader and actually how to step into my own masculinity played a huge part in this. I didn't know how to do that. I was never taught how to do that. Didn't have strong role models growing up. And that absolutely led to a business breakdown. Absolutely led to me feeling huge, huge moments of anxiety and depressive bouts and 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 all sorts of thoughts that I'd never thought I would that would go through my mind. I'd never I never thought I'd go to these dark places. And I absolutely I absolutely did go to those dark places. Um and so I suppose the message that I'm trying to get across there is that through adversity, there does come growth if you if you find if you look for it. If you're looking for the for the growth, it does come no matter how like painful the journey is. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I've, I've been kind of fascinated with this topic and come across a number of podcast series or, or video series, uh, and basically it's it's broken down to the role of charisma and character and leadership. And I'd love to hear from you as someone who's down kind of in this uh, day in and day out working with men who are, are by basically any standard, very, very successful men. Yet they're still having this experience like you of feeling lost, right? And and so my question would be, what are the roles, in your opinion, what are the roles uh, of both charisma and character and leadership? I mean, they all, they all play fantastic roles. And yeah, I talk to the guys a lot about the three things that men really need to work on, not just from a business standpoint, from but from their own personal standpoint, is their skill sets. As like as like level number one is to increase their skill sets. If a man increases his skill sets, he's likely to increase his value. He's likely to increase his worth. He's going to do better in business. He's going to do better outside of life. And a skill set is anywhere from I'm going to learn the next market marketing hack in the next Facebook course all the way through to I'm going to become a better leader, right? I'm going to learn how to talk on stage. I am going to learn how to lead my team. I'm going to become a better manager. So there's the skill sets. The, se- the, the second like level here is your behaviors. So it's your character traits. This is uh, like how you behave day to day. So like, are you disciplined? Like how much self-discipline do you have? When the going gets truly tough, when it gets very, very like when the push comes to shove, um, do you fall back into self-sabotage and victim mode and, oh, do you know what? I'm going to, it's a testing day today. So I'm going to take a rest. I'm going to have a day off. I'm just going to, I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to stay in bed. Or 
can you fall back onto your discipline when when like when like motivation like falters because motivation is it, you know it's finite it's not there all the time it's, it comes and it comes and it goes and we, and us guys we seem to want to rely on it we're like I'm gonna wait until I'm motivated I'm gonna wait till Monday I'm gonna wait till next week to start the thing because I'll be motivated then but if we can fall back onto something like discipline which is which ultimately it's a but it's a it's a trait it's something that we can build mm. then um we can become incredibly successful falling back onto that and that and discipline isn't just to do with your business it's not just being disciplined in being able to make the sales calls right it's also to do with your health it's like being able to to, to get up early and and go and train even when it's cold and it's raining outside and to go and do the hard things and a man being able to do hard things is incredibly important for his growth you know when a man says to himself internally so I say to myself, I'm going to get up at four in the morning and I'm going to go to the gym. That's a hard thing to do. Um, if it gets to four in the morning and the alarm goes off and I don't get up, I, I hit the snooze button or I just go, you know what, I'll do it tomorrow. That I'm going back on my word. And for a lot of guys, and I see, I see this a lot. And I talk about guys because I, I happen to have thousands of guys in our community. So I see this a lot is that men typically think they can get away with this sort of behavior when they break their own promises because they think that no one is watching them. It's okay. No one's what it's just me against me. No one's watching me. So it's all right. It's all right if I have a day off. They also think, they also think that they're never going to die. So like dying, dying and you know, and death is just way, way, way into the future. And I've got years and years and years and years left. So we'll put things off. Whereas, and the truth of it is, is that there is someone watching or there's always someone watching and it's, and it's yourself. It's your psyche. It's your, whatever you want to call it. It's that internal part. It's your soul. Your soul is always watching you. So when a man breaks his word to himself, no matter how small that is, just as like, I'm going to get up in the morning and I don't. It's micro, but that imprints on your soul. Imprint after imprint after imprint after imprint, micro to the macro, it becomes habitual and that becomes the man you are. So being di so just like being disciplined and, and building strong character traits is incredibly powerful for a man. And then the third run, that, that kind of the, the top tier, is your belief system. It's how your beliefs, like how your internal belief system work. And it's whether, like most of us, the, the prehistoric traumas and, and, and crap that we've been through in our lives has an everlasting effect, like has, it like, keeps that internal resistance on us. And it's how much that affects us, whether it's like level 90 it affects us massively every single day subconsciously we don't know it or whether it's a level 10 and we know it's there but it's okay because it's level 10 we could just hop over it every time like our belief system is incredibly important to, to our success yeah well uh, one of the things i noticed as i was doing some research for the episode was you guys talk a lot about masculinity and men showing up in the way that uh that they're uh meant to show up and uh 
you know, if, as I think about the word masculinity, the one adjective that comes to mind is toxic masculinity, right? Like it, it's it's almost taking a negative connotation. It brings back the Mad Men era, you know, or a lot of really, really bad pictures of masculinity. So what does real masculinity look like and how does it show up in, in the work and at home? Yeah. This toxic masculinity, yeah, it's it's a real trendy topic right now. And and I don't I try not to pay too much attention to it. Like I, I think for me, like toxic masculinity is just dependent on the person. It's just like it's it's bad traits of a man. Right. And then and then because there's a there's a few guys that have that, then it's like oh every you know, when it, when a guy sets a boundary, it's um because he's he feels strongly about something. Um, and there's no ill intent there, but it can be then seen as controlling and then that can be seen as toxic. It's like, no wonder it's freaking confusing in the world today for a lot of guys as they're like how to act and what they should do and like what it, what it means to be a man. Like I know for me, I never really had anyone, there was never like any like ceremony, Pete, you are now a man. Like you've now crossed the border from boy to man. There was none of that, and there was no, there was never really like a true guide. Um, my my father, I have a great relationship with now, and I always have done. But when I was uh, thirteen, my my parents divorced, and just like a, a lot a lot of children at young ages, parents divorce, and my my father wasn't around for a long time, and so I didn't really have anyone for to follow there. And it wasn't until my early thirties when I actually had this business breakdown. Um, the, I kind of started to learn a little bit more about, oh, that's a boundary. I didn't know boundaries existed. Like to me, I used, I used to run an architectural practice and a boundary was a fence in the garden. It was just like a wall, right? Not something that I would personally have and the, and that I, and that I could, that I could set in, in, in a pleasant manner and, uh, and an effective manner that wouldn't wouldn't upset anyone, but it would be, yeah, do you know what, Pete, I respect that, that you want to say no to something. So I think in today's world, like masculinity, there's many, many forms of it. And the, the, like the likes of um, Andrew Tate and Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson all, all, like, all have their own shapes and forms of it. I think Andrew Tate gets a lot of bad rep. Um, and I partly think he gets that because there's so many young guys, just like I was at one stage, that don't have male role models to follow. And because there is someone of his stature that is very, very vocal, then it's like, oh, well, there's someone for me to follow. And I think that the, like, the bad thing about that is that Andrew Tate says a lot of things, but he has a lot of status. He has, he has built the physique. He has got all the cars he has got all the money he, he like he's he has done all the work and what's i think what breeds this this like toxic masculinity even deeper is that there's a lot of young guys following what he says but they haven't gone through like the trials and tribulations of life and so it's um it's an interesting subject it's a very very interesting subject it's very very controversial and so We'll kind of jump off of that um, to this idea of self-sabotage. So how is it that that self-sabotage seems to just continuously creep up on men? And 
what are some things that they should be aware of to kind of root it out and, and overcome it? Yeah. Self-sabotage is an interesting one. So the first, the first thing I would say to guys here is name it to tame it. So we call self-sabotage one or two things. We either call it the inner enemy or we call it part X, right? And the inner enemy is here. It's here to mess up our day. It's here to mess up our week. It's here to keep us small. It's here to keep us safe. And, and I say safe in not, not a good way. In a, in a way that it will keep us safe. And then later on, we'll feel angry and, ag and agitated and have anxiety over, over feeling safe. So here's an example. I'll go, I'll go back to the, um, to the, to the getting up at 4am to go to the gym. So I've told myself that I'm going to get up at 4am when I go to the gym and it gets to 4am and I don't get up because the voice in my head, the part X, the inner enemy says, Pete, chill out, mate. You, you've trained five days already. You're in good shape. You don't need to get up, have a rest, just relax, stay in bed cold outside it's warm in here hit the snooze button buddy and I'm like yeah do you know what I'm right I'm right hit the snooze and that's at 4am and then say I then get up at 7am 8am and I get up and I start my day and I haven't worked out I haven't done what I said I was going to do and I'm so I'm already I'm feeling slightly behind but it's fine I get on with my day come 10 o'clock I'm actually annoyed I'm actually, I'm, I'm angry at myself the, and I'm frustrated at myself that I hit the snooze button and I didn't go to the gym. And here's the voice coming back in my head. Pete, you idiot. Told you you should have got up, mate. Why'd you do that? You keep doing that. Why do you think you're not where you want to be? Because you do stupid things like that, right? You tell yourself you're going to do something, then you don't. So part X is playing two roles here. It's keeping me safe. It's trying to keep me safe and comfortable and warm in the morning. It's got, it's got its arm around me. And then later on at night or, or later on just in the morning, just five or six hours later, it's then digging into me. Okay. It's it's just here just to keep, keep me safe, keep me small. Stop me from making those uncomfortable and painful decisions. It's like, I know when part X comes, part X is, will never leave. The inner enemy will always be with us. We have to learn to live with the enemy. It's self-sabotage. We are self-sabotaging ourselves. It can come up where we might be given a big opportunity. It might be a big opportunity in business. It might be a big opportunity to go and travel or whatever that looks like. And your inner enemy may pop up and go, it's not the right time, mate. It's not the right time for you to take that business opportunity. There'll be others down the line. Just, just pull back on this and we'll do it. We'll do it another time. Yeah, that makes sense. And then a week later, should have taken that business opportunity. Why didn't you take it? Now you've lost out on that, right? So that's, there's a couple of examples there, but that's where it can really, really play havoc on your life. And the, like I said, the first thing to do to really is to, is to name it, to tame it. So it's like, ah, self-sabotage, the part X. He's coming up. He's here again. He's here to keep me small. But I, but I know that every time that I lean into kind of going, all right, part X is actually this is the right decision. Like historically, when I've got up at that time in the morning and when I've trained, I felt pretty good, right? 
even though it's painful, an hour afterwards, I feel great. I've got loads and loads of energy. I get loads of work done. I'm a better father. I'm a better leader. Right. Okay. So if I can go, if I go by history, then that's probably the right thing to do. Part, part X is trying to keep me small here. Wow. That, that makes sense. Yeah, it really does. It really does. And, and just the number of times that that shows up, like you said, it's always here. It's, you know, you, you can overcome it, you know, five times or 50 times a day and it'll be right there waiting for you at the next it, turn. It will never stop. And, 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 and that's what we have to come to terms with as guys is to know that part X will always be there. Always. Right. Even like if you had a hard day at work and a really, really tough day at work and the kids are at home and, and, and your partner's at home and you're, and you're stepping out the door and you think, oh, I'm on a tiring day at work and I, and I know it's going to be mayhem when I get in. Right. That is part X talking to you there. Because if you really wanted to, you could, you could switch the energy on. You could really switch the energy on. If, that, if that's a standard of man or woman that you hold yourself to, you can really, do you know what? I'm going to turn it on. That's my family. When I walk through that door, I know I've had a long day. I know I'm tired, but I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm not going to stick with my, with the comfort and just go, do you know what? I'm, babe, I'm tired. Kids, I'm tired. I'm just going to chill on the sofa for a little bit. Daddy needs his time. You're not going to do that, right? Because that's not the standard you hold yourself to. You, that is your part X keeping you small. We um at Heroic Man we have a we have a, a, a great seven part training on this. It's at innerenemy.com. Um and it's an this a like seven part audio series and we go through tactics of like how to get over self sabotage and like it's very, very, very tactical. It's like here here's some tools that you can use day to day on getting through self sabotage. And honestly, it's it'll change your life going through that. It's fantastic. That's fantastic. Now, Pete, the, uh, there's a question I like to ask all my guests, and and I'm just fascinated to hear what you have to say to this. But uh, if you could, what's the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret at all? What's that one thing that you wish everybody listening knew? Um, <laughs> to be truly honest and to be truly open is the biggest secret uh, uh, for uh, this. Uh, I'm this is still a work on for me. I like I have to admit, it's just still absolutely a work on for me. Like even on my, I'm very very active on social media, and sometimes I go to say something, and I'm like, I'm gonna hold that back. I'm not gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go ninety percent on what I want to say, and not the full hundred percent. And but th this goes for like all walks of life. The more honest we are, goes for when we're running a business. We have got you know, uh, uh, was it Ray Dalio? It's like radical honesty. Right, just like when you're running a business, when you when you when you've got your family, the more honest you are, the more raw you are, the the better your life will be. And what I see with a lot of men, particularly in the Western culture, is that we hide our shame and we hide our guilt and we hide our vulnerability, we and we're not open. And we carry it all on our shoulders, and it's like, no, 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 no. This is this is what this is what I did for six years building the business. I will build this business. I will carry the weight. I won't talk to anyone about what I'm truly feeling internally. I'm just going to bottle it up. I'm going to suppress the emotions. I'm going to carry it on my shoulders. I'm going to go through life until one day I'm like, do you know what? Screw it. Straw broke the camel's back. I'm out. And that you know that's a business breakdown, but that happens in relationships. That happens through all walks of life. 
And more often than not, it's because we're not open and not vulnerable and we're not, and especially guys, particularly guys, but not talking about what's going on inside. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we go and have a good cry and we, you know, and every, and every week we're having a man's meet up, we're all having a cry and talking about our deepest, darkest problems. I'm not suggesting that, but having an open conversation with guys that are grounded and that are conscious and that it's not surface level. Um, honestly, it feels great to get, it's a form of therapy to be able to talk it out and it will elevate you. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. Uh, I want to come back to that in just a moment before we do though, I'd love to hear, uh, if you could just take your, your kind of consultant coach advisor hat off for a moment, uh, put your CEO hat on again, and, uh, you guys are, are building a business. Tell me a little bit about what the next stage of growth looks like and what challenges you'll have to overcome to get there. Our next stage of growth. So, um, so I love business. I've loved business ever since I started my first business. So it was eight years ago. And, um, I've been obsessed with the intricacies and just like processes and the systems and how do we take the next level of growth. And, and I, and I absolutely love the customer experience. I'm a huge fan of, uh, Tony Shea and delivering happiness. And he built the company Zappos. Um, I learned an incredible amount for the the book, Delivering Happiness. And so we pay great, great attention to customer satisfaction, customer experience, and customer wows. Our next level of growth has actually come from, and it's I can see this, that it's coming from um, a recent platform that we've released, which is a, a it's a it's a much lower barrier to entry for for a man to come and join. Um, and the, you get a man will join and we'll get 10 to a hundred times the value and we'll get real community. And I can, and I can really see this is that although this will take longer to grow and the, and actually our revenue will probably take a dip and I've, and I've mapped this out. I've con- I can see this. Our revenue can, will probably, I know it's going to take a dip, but actually in the long term, it will ramp back up when we're able to get 10,000 super fans that absolutely love what we do. And then they can, and then it's very, very likely that they'll ascend into all the other things that we do. So twice a year, we do uh, like adventures with guys and we will go out and we'll do some, we'll do some crazy things. Um, the last adventure we're doing, we're actually doing one in three weeks. We're going to Greece and, uh, it's sold out in 24 hours and I can, and I can see the, the power of building a community from the bottom on a, on a kind of a lower ticket, so to speak. Um, because we can, we can build these 10,000 super fans. And then when we release something great into the market, it's likely that that'll just get swallowed up overnight. Yeah. Well, it's a, a remarkable, remarkable organization. I, I love the work that you guys are doing at Heroic Man. Um, and to the point you made earlier uh, about men being able to get around other grounded men who are conscious about uh, their growth, uh, that that's basically what you guys do, uh, especially through uh, your programs there. So tell us if, if, if there's someone listening to this, everything that you're saying is resonating. They recognize there's something missing in their life. They're, they're bowing out to self-sabotage. They need a community and someone to come uh, alongside them. How can they find more out about the work you do? You can find out about us by going to heroicman.com. So heroicman.com and you'll be able to check out our podcast. 
which is extremely popular. It's, it's specifically for guys. We talk about all the work that we do with all the men on our programs. And there's, you can get access to a, to a free community and there's pay communities and there's programs and so on. So that's the best way. Fantastic. Well, Pete, thank you so much for being on the show. It's an absolute pleasure having you here. And for those who are watching and listening, you know that your time and attention mean the world to us. I hope you got as much out of this conversation and I know as I know I did. And I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.